Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask a Designer Anything, episode 61. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, this is the first day back from a holiday, even though we've had many more episodes since then. I queued up so many episodes that I didn't actually have to sit down and do another podcast for a couple of days. So it's really weird that this is the first podcast I've done in about seven days or something. And what a treat this first episode is back for you. Or for me, rather, because you've already still been listening. Today, I'm talking to Ian Mead, who is a design consultant, and he's been doing it for a very, very long time. In fact, he's been doing it for about 30 years, which is crazy. We had a great conversation over about two hours, all to do with design and marketing and some other sporadic topics as well. But for the next five days, I'm going to be sharing between five and 10 minutes of my favorite bits of that conversation on my podcast every single day. So today, is the first of five. And then at the weekend, I'm going to share the entire conversation as a bonus so you can listen to it in its unedited, uncut format whenever you want. Hopefully that sounds interesting to you. I'm really excited about this because it's something I've not done in any of the other episodes I've done so far. And I think if it goes well and you appreciate it and you think it's good, I'm going to start doing more of them. I'm thinking about doing maybe one a month or maybe one every two months just to mix it up so you're not always listening to boring old me. Anyway, enough of boring old me. (laughs) Let's get to Ian Mead and me talking about stuff. Let's get started. Yeah, you're you're not designing it for yourself. It's not like a piece of artwork where a piece of artwork, you sit down on a Sunday evening and decide to draw a countryside. Whereas with a design, there's a reason for it and you've been given a brief and it's got to meet that brief. It's It's a very different scenario really the only thing that's similar to art is the fact that some principles are shared like color theory and composition and typography and you know that kind of stuff that's shared but as in for the purpose and the reason behind it's completely different yeah and of course each one borrows off the other um and much of design borrows from art be it from things from now, right back to 60s and 50s and right back to, you know, right back to Leonardo and Titian or whatever. And, and, and all design now, more than ever, um, nothing's new. Is anything new? Um, probably not. So therefore, it's the references that you choose that are important. And it's those selections that are important that make your work either good or, 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 not, or not relevant. So coming back to that client feedback thing, do you think it's easier now to convince a client that what you've done is correct than it was in, say, the 80s? Is it not worse now because a client knows a bit about yeah, design? I think it's, that's probably true. Uh, in fact, like looking at, at the situation now, the client could, possibly design his own logo or do his own leaflet and actually probably make anything between a fair, reasonable or good job of it um, because of software that's available and because of stuff that's around. Like, people are very aware of of design now. They weren't then. So maybe we were looked upon a little bit more as, as specialists. 
as experts, I guess. As experts, almost. Whereas now, because anybody can be a designer. Yeah. You're, you're not automatically an expert anymore, are you? No. But never taking as seriously as an architect or a surgeon or an engineer. Always, you know, I'm a bit of an artifact. I think that's because that connection with art and design, it, well, it's, it's undeniable for a start, but everybody kind of thinks they know a bit about art or, you, you know what I mean? Every, mm. Everyone sees what we do around all the time. So you see it on menus and you see people's business cards and you see Coca-Cola's logo. You see all this stuff all around you all the time that everyone's a little bit of an expert on that, even though they're not. But it's easier to understand because you look at a logo and it looks easy, doesn't it? It's just, a, it's just some shapes on a piece of paper. It is, yeah. Whereas a building, if you consider an architect, it's, it's not easy to make a building. And there's a responsibility there as well in terms of it hasn't got to fall down and it's got to work practically and there's health and safety issues and da 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 um, But no, um, one of the most difficult things back then were convincing people that, that design was serious and needed to be taken seriously and in some ways were worth paying for. It were an optional extra almost. I, I don't think that's any different now, to be honest. No. I, to be honest, in some ways, especially because of how popular the internet's become now, I think it's actually worse in terms of uh, a, a Joe public's awareness of design. If you take things like, well, if you take the new Juventus logo that came out, that I spoke about on my podcast, mm. that, that got a massive backlash because it's so easy to have an opinion these days. It's so easy to look at that and say, oh, it's rubbish. Um, and you've seen over these last couple of years, particularly over the last five years, where there's even been some companies that have reversed back to the old logos because they've had such a fierce online backlash. Um, and so it's becoming almost scary to, to mm. do new stuff now for yeah. some especially if you're a big company, especially if you're a popular company. If you look at, did you see Gap when they redesigned their logo? Yeah, I did. It were terrible what they did. The, the, the actual new logo that they did were, was rubbish, but they immediately reversed it because they got such a bad backlash and Everton Football Club did exactly the same thing again. And I'm surprised that Juventus have not reversed what they've done already. I have a view on that Juventus thing, and I know we've spoken about this before, and I am a bit traditional about football, and I'm a bit traditional about logos and stuff. And um, what they did, I'm not sure, were just entirely about the football club. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it were about creating some sort of Uber brand of some sort where they could sell other things other than um, football matches uh, and maybe a little bit more than just just football shirts in terms of merchandising um, but I, I always think sometimes logos old logos are thrown away a little bit too easily and new ones can be almost arbitrary and almost um, not 
fulfilling the purpose that the original one did. Uh, and it worries me that. It worries me. So that's it. That's my first ever interview podcast done and done. I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed recording it. And thanks so much to Ian for sitting down and just chatting to me for a couple of hours. It was really, it was really fun. And we're going to be doing it again tomorrow, the day after, the day after, and the day after. So as I said at the beginning, there's five of these interview style podcasts coming up over the next week. I think you're really going to love them. So I'd be re- I'd really appreciate it if you'd just let me know what you thought of them and if you like the format. And if you think it's a bit more interesting than just listening to me all the time, because I'm going to mix it, start mixing it up and doing these more often. So that was episode 61 today. And you can find all the information about this episode at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP61. If you listen with iTunes and you subscribe with iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop me a review. And thanks so much for listening and come back tomorrow for part two of five of my interview with Ian Mead.